Greetings, traveler. Welcome to the Cast Perilous. Cast Perilous is an actual play, old-school pencil-and-paper role-playing podcast. We continue to use rules from the Low Fantasy Gaming RPG, which is published by Pickpocket Press. Our setting, however, is in and around Dolmenwood, the goat-haunted forest, which is the subject of a pair of OSR setting guides to be kickstarted by Mossmaster Gavin Norman of Necrotic Gnome. This week, we will be introducing two new players, even as Kate, a.k.a. Beatrice of Woodhall Priory, goes on temporary hiatus. Don't worry, she'll be back. So listen up as tonight's cast introduce themselves. My name is Tracy, and I play Rosemary Springward, but everyone just calls me Ro. My name is Josh, and I'm playing Deld Bard. I'm Tom Coleman. I'm playing Burn Trumbull, a butcher's son and foolhardy hero. Hi, I'm K.W. Taylor, and I'm playing Jolie Elderwood. I'm Jeffrey Scott, and I'll be your storyteller and game master. With this, the third episode of The Cast Perilous, we begin a new chapter. And so, without further ado, I welcome you to The Cast Perilous, Dark Places, Part 1. start by speaking to you, Ro, while you've been trying to collect more things to sell in town to make up for your father's failed trading mission. You would definitely notice that game is scarce. Hmm. You're not sure exactly why, but in the last couple days, the summer has come in heavily, and it's really, really hot. It's really, really humid, kind of oppressive, just kind of sitting over the land. Game has gone really scarce. There's been an abundance of mushrooms that have started coming up all over the place. Like, I, I mean, those also. You, and I you do. do. Know a lot about, yeah, Absolutely, you do. You, Ro, yeah. are able to collect a number of different types of mushrooms and fungus. They're things that you might be able to sell. Yeah. Um, you found some cream horn. There's a kind that's called meat and bread. It actually smells kind of like that. There's another type of mushroom called monk skull. The treasure, though, you're really excited about the find of the amethyst orb. Mm -hmm. That one is a rare one, and it's tasty. And you think you might actually get something good at the inn, at the Hare and Hound in Tull's Fork. Okay, I'll stick that away in a good spot. I'm wondering if I would have run into you after collecting thoughts at the Priory. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Del, I'm going to say that you and Ro discovered this together when you met out there. There's something weird that neither of you have noticed before on the hill. I guess you might call it a pit. It's actually about uh, not quite ten feet deep. Oh, wow. Like a sinkhole sort of thing? It looks dug oh. into the earth. Hmm. Kind of like a grave, you might say, but not filled in with dirt. The stone that covered it is broken. Do I see anything in there? 
No, it's just completely empty. Like something's been taken away? Either of you, give me a perception check. Roll your perception or less. Uh, no. <laughs> I got 19. Nine. No? No. Neither of you? All right. I well, we'll leave it at that. Oh. So it's a strange curiosity. There's this pit out there. So we'll jump forward to in town. Del, you've gone back to the hare and hound on a really hot and humid night to play some more of your tunes and tell some more of your stories. The doors are open so that what little breeze can blow through. It's almost like a spoken word type of story with the mandolin as an accompaniment, but no singing. It's no good. I attempt to, but it is wretched. He's very musically gifted, but something happens when he tries to sing. And it just falls apart. Since it's gotten all hot and oppressive, not as many people are coming to the tavern. Not many people from the actual town in here, which is unusual, because usually it's fairly packed after a work day. It's one of the only fun things to do. But a lot of people have been just sticking to their homes since it got so oppressively hot. There is one merchant who's in town temporarily overnight from I Hankel, Master Beetlewick. And he is in town selling just various things. He's actually traveling to Castle Brackenwald. He's staying overnight, and he would be down in the common room of the inn. He's fanning himself, and he could retire at any moment. Ro, you've actually come to town to sell... Mushrooms. Your mushrooms. Selling my mushrooms. Yes. Like I said, game was scarce, but you might have at least some rabbits or something. Nothing big. No deer, no venison or anything. Just no luck. No luck. Everything seems to have gone to ground. And there's been all evening heat lightning and the rumble of thunder in the distance. Have I sold my mushrooms already? I'll say you have. How much did I get? For them. Actually, yeah. you're very pleased okay. with the amount you get. It definitely makes up for your losses. Yeah. Del, you see Ro out there with a few other patrons. Phew. But we actually have some new folks with us. So, Burn, are you here this evening, perhaps? That would actually be really cool if you were. It's like evening-ish, early evening. Kind yeah, of. yeah, it okay. is. It is. The sun's so, gone down a little bit ago. It's gotten a little bit cooler, but not much. So I'm there with a couple of my siblings, just after a long day of work, getting a beer, and just right. people watching, listening to the shows going on. Yeah, they probably got... smell quite a bit. Regarding <laughs> <laughs> beer, the house beer that is brewed by... Nan, the alewife, who's actually in charge of the place, is called Hair of the Hound, but they also have imported from Prigwort Smooth Albsy. Oh. This really mm, kind of peachy smelling concoction. It's actually very tasty. They've got a little bit of last fall's cider. Yeah, not much left. Aged nicely though. And uh, the standard small beer that everybody drinks. Even the children. <laughs> and, uh, Ro, you would have noticed a few bottles like the one your father bought oh. of the Green Aspintheon, is what it's called. It's fancy stuff. I might try the peach. Oh, the smooth yeah, Aldi. Smooth, smooth Aldi. They're with my brother Clifton and sister Ada. They just get the small beer. They just get the regular <laughs> right. thing they always get. 
but I try the weird new thing. Now, you're 17, is that right? Yes. How old are they? They're younger, but not too much younger. Probably separated by about a year each. Cool. Would you be so kind as to describe yourself or anyone who uh, might happen to be listening? <laughs> yes. Burn is a big guy, has sandy blondish, brownish hair. He's a big person, like an oak tree, kind of. So you're there with your brother and sister, mm-hmm. listening to Dell on the stage. <laughs> and there happens to be someone else who is coming down the stairs. Have you been up in your room? Yes. Now, it's early evening. I'm probably just now waking up. Oh, okay. And, yeah. it's, and it's it may be that someone sent me a note that Nan needs help behind the bar, and I'm reluctantly stumbling downstairs. It's too early. Okay, and this is... this is Jolie. Jolie. And uh, can you describe what you look like stumbling <laughs> down the stairs? Well, I probably still took the time to make myself look presentable. Jolie is tall and slender, but kind of fit-looking and pale with dark hair and arch sort of features, like a little bit of a sharp look about her. So you're coming down to supposedly help? Uh, supposedly help my grandmother, Nan, who is the innkeeper alewife. You would be well aware of these other people here, since you have lived here in the past, before your recent excursion. You would know, other than Nan, there are two barmaids, Mel and Maeve, and Mel is blonde and she's kind of plump, but she's really, really friendly and smiley and everyone loves her. She's just like the bubbly one, whereas Maeve is really, really stick thin. She's redheaded, but she never smiles. She's always scowling. You're not quite sure how she stays here. You think she is really smart, though? Okay. I probably don't really care for either one of them for different reasons. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And employed behind the bar is Dirk. Dirk Barrel Heaver. And he is this really muscular and fairly attractive looking guy, but absolutely dumb as a rock. A lot of ladies seem to like him until they get to know him. (laughs) (laughs) He works behind the bar. And outside of the the stable boys, the Swift brothers, that's about the entire staff. Okay. I feel like I would not dislike him, but because he would not have any monetary prospects, (laughs) I enjoy looking at him and that's about it. (laughs) Absolutely. How, I don't know how well I might know you from before. Just This would be the first time that I've seen you mm-hmm. since you came back. Yeah, It's um, been about a year since Julie left in a huff, left poor old Nan, who well, took care of you for <laughs> many, many years. As long as I could catch your attention long enough, as long as you weren't like heading straight to the bar, I would try to engage you with the conversation. Sure. Ask where you had, where you had been for so long. Yeah. Uh, you've been missing for a while. I wasn't missing. I was off to have adventures. <laughs> I would try to grill you. Where have you been? What did you see? Was oh, the things I saw. Were there any goat men involved? Goat men? Um. <laughs> Have there been any goat men? I've seen things. I have not seen any goat men, though. Oh, you've got to live until you've seen a goat man. I'm disturbed. What happened? Did you see a goat man? I did. I met one of the goat men of the Dolman Wood. Oh. His name was Cornelius. Oh. And he owes me a song. 
<laughs> I'm super creeped out. Maybe we'll we'll talk. It's been a long day. It's mm. been a long couple of days. Mm. It's been a long year. I won't. I won't be here long. I'm sure I won't be here long. Oh, you're not staying. Matt. No. Oh, I see. I'm just checking on Nan and helping mm. her out a little bit. I'm gonna head back out. It's so great. It's so great where I've been. Like I really am dying to go back. Where have you been? Uh. Right. We'll get into more details <laughs> about will. it. Later. I'm sure we'll have the opportunity. We will. But um, after I, uh, yeah. Do you have an idea where you might head out to when you leave? I don't know. I'm always looking for suggestions of where a lot of wealthy people might hang out. Oh. I may have some ideas about that. Yeah. I keep hearing about this place called Lankshorn. I don't know if you've ever heard of Lankshorn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So from what you know, Lankshorn is definitely bigger than Tulsa Park. It's more of a town than a little village. Could be the big town. Can I see them? <laughs> I'm probably going to be just watching them and trying to listen in. Okay. So, well, you're trying to listen in on their conversation. Yeah. Not a lot of other people, so yeah. most conversations are carrying. I don't know that you'll have much problem hearing. I'll listen. There's you over by yourself, mm-hmm. and then there's the table with Burn and his siblings. There's the table with the merchant, Master Beetlewick. And uh, other than that, there might not even really be... Why did Nan even need my extra help? Because it seems like this is a slow night. She's just trying to make me get up and do something. (laughs) And be productive. I don't like this trick that has been pulled on me. You can see Nan down near the other end of the bar, looking at you and kind of smirking to herself. I'm raising my eyebrow at her. I'm keeping my tips. (laughs) Um, in order to further my motives, I am going to strum a little song and, and a, a little total made-up, total crap story about this goat man, Old Cornelius, right? What kind of story are you telling about Old Cornelius? Oh my god. The <laughs> massive amounts of wealth that he keeps and all of the stories that he knows and... So he's a... very wealthy, you say. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a goat man. He is a goat man. Maybe I could get past that. Well, as soon as I hear a new story, because this is a new one that I haven't heard before. This would be a total new story. So now now they've got my interest. Once that's over, if you guys are still kind of over by the bar, I'll come over and say, I haven't heard that one before. Where did did that come from? That was great. It's a total new song that I'm I'm writing and and creating. We met old Cornelius out of the woods. Will I just be rolling my eyes? We met old Cornelius out in the woods, and we owe him many things. <laughs> I, at some point, try to make my way over towards you to yeah. <laughs> just tell you, go with it. All of a sudden, a figure arrives in the open door frame. There's a flash of the heat lightning, and it's Roger Kilcomney, and he's out of breath. There have been disappearances from the village lately. Roger Kilconey disappeared. He He was a woodcutter, Woodcutter. and he uh, just up and disappeared. (laughs) He was out cutting wood. He just didn't come back. He looks around. He's like, "Where, where is everybody? We need help. We need help across the river at the Boggs Farm. Across the River Hammoth, there's a dairy farm, the Boggs farm and you'd heard a few of the cows were getting sick in fact uh, i think you'd heard that one of them had died like from from no real apparent cause but they were getting a sickness we need help across the river at the bogs farm there's something out there it's horrible 
Kilconi, what's going on? Where have you been? Oh, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. There's something out there. What? It, 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 it's got my brother and, and, and it's, 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 it's taken one of the bog's children. It's huge and it's got red eyes and it's a monster. And you want us to go out and chase it with you? Have you been drinking? No, of course not. Maybe a little, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Can I can I try to pull him aside and ask him is this is this a scam? Are you running a scam? Now he's whispering with Jolie. No, no, I oh, swear, okay. I swear. The the other fellows and I we 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 have a deal with the bogs. We have kind of a hideout there. It's not, that doesn't have anything to do with this. Okay. There's something there. There's something there right now in the barn. Oh. And now he's looking desperately around, like looking for anyone. It took a kid into the barn. I, I don't know. When I saw that it had my brother, I just, I ran. I came to get help. I've got to go back. Does Roger have a reputation of being a fairly honest person? I mean, he he's he always, like, you know, did his job. He wasn't hugely sociable. You do know he has a brother who actually was also a woodcutter um, named Drogo. Roger. <laughs> if he ran all the way here from Boggs Farm, which is on the other side of the river, how did you get across the river? The old bridge. I hadn't mentioned to you. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, I'm like, Let me, as a, as a little bit of a, of a geography lesson for everyone, to the west of Tall's Fork mm-hmm. is the River Hammoth. It flows down out of Dolmenwood. There is an old bridge, an old stone bridge, that is another part of the really old part of the town. The bridge goes across the river and into some rolling hills, and that's where you will find the Dunstone and uh, Rose Cottage with her father, Owen, and then several more miles on, eventually, Woodhall Priory. There is a bridge for people to get across the river, and the, the farm is just on the other side. So anyway, background, there you go. And he says... All right, I'm going. Is anyone with me? It sounds like it's practically on the way to my house, and I'm kind of done, so I'll go tag along. Good, good. Did you bring Sage or Sage back home? Sage is back home, I presume. Well, he comes with me. Sage comes yeah, with you? Take okay. Him everywhere. Well, yeah, there are there are a lot yeah. of dogs in this I'm... town. Well, I suppose if Rose is going, then I will tag along to see, but only if I can stay at the cottage. Okay. And okay. only if your drunkard doesn't become too much of a hassle. He seemed to like you. He did. <laughs> Is there a reward? He says, what? I I don't know. Yes. Yes. Maybe. Okay. Yes, there is. Okay. Then I'll... <laughs> I'm very excited about this. Stay. Don't go without me. I got to go home. Get my stuff. Get prepared for this. Don't take too long. I just immediately take off. Run home. Okay. I go get my adventuring gear that I've been saving up and, <laughs> and putting together for, for months now. I take something out from behind the bar. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I imagine I have all my stuff already with me. I don't... I mean... Sure. Yeah, you, you usually travel with all your gear. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, you uh, all gather outside the inn in the village green, and uh, Roger is absolutely panicked. In fact, he would not wait. But you four, plus Sage, the dog, gather together. Burn, have you... Uh... Yeah, I, I'm running back. I get there. I'm all out of breath. I, uh, I take a, just take a moment to catch my breath. 
So I'm wearing now my armor, which originally was like a leather butcher's apron that's just been piled up with more leather and furs and stuff. I've got a shield, which started as a lid of a wine barrel, and I've just pounded more wood onto it and put some straps onto it. And then I've got my giant hammer, which I named Pig Killer, because that's what I use it for. In case it was not obvious... Burn is the butcher's son. Burn the butcher's son. I'm just absolutely <laughs> gobsmacked looking at you. And I'm sure all I can think is uh, there are so many stories here from you. <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. I, I, I mean, I am probably now full on obsessed, and I'm just going to make a million stories about the butcher's son in <laughs> his leather so armor. Fantastic. I'm probably like giggling a bit about it. <laughs> I think I have a leather jacket sort of thing. But the thing I was getting from behind the bar is my pistol, which is just a little single-shot flintlock. But I have a little short sword and stuff, so I'm not without sure. other gotcha. things. While we were waiting for it to come back, I light my little burglar's lantern. You can pre-prepare a crossbow. Can you do that? You would actually put a bolt in. Yeah, you've got it wound into position. I mean, you wouldn't want to store it that way, but... Right, I'm thinking, like, can I wind right. it back and then put yeah. it on my back, or is it going to shoot? <laughs> like, uh, shoot me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, it in the... That could, be a, that could be a good fumble. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you trip. It's, it's probably safe. Yeah. All right, so you're all set. Yeah. And Sage is actually rare and go. Sage can sense that something exciting is going on. There's still that heat lightning and that low thunder. I'll probably take it out just a minute to pet Sage for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so now you're going to go and see this monster. It's probably just like a badger. Another goat man. What if it's a giant goat man? What if it's a bugbear? What if it's a kraken? It could be. That's nothing, and I won't get a yeah. reward, and this is just a waste of time. We'll could be getting tips. On that note, you set out across the old bridge. It doesn't take long to get across to the other side. Everything's pretty quiet. There is a light in the farmhouse. You see the barn against the sky. Probably would have been near a full moon if it wasn't completely overcast. You can see the barn is all dark. There are a few cows just loose wandering around. No people? Not that you see right this instant. Not Roger? You don't see where Roger is, actually. There might be some sort of activity in the house. I think we should probably check the house first before we just barge into the barn. Okay. How's the dog's behavior? Sage is trotting along, but keeps stopping and looking over at the barn and kind of sniffing. Yeah, at your nearest point to the barn as you cross kind of past it to get to the house. Yeah. Sage would stop and kind of growl at the barn. Oh, oh dear. Well, there's probably something in there. Let's go knock on the door. Okay. But People first, then the barn. Yeah. Okay, you come up onto the porch, and as you do so, Lizzie Boggs comes out as you're stepping up. Oh, thank God, thank God. You've come to, you've come to help. Yes, what? we're here to help. <laughs> yeah, what? What's going on? He's out in the barn, and, and they've got Fetch. Who's Fetch? Who's Fetch? My, my boy. What's got him? Or who's I don't know. Him? Something. But, but the other men, the other men who, who were visiting, they went, they went out there. I, I hope they're all right. Please, go and check. Go and check on them. Do you have any more lanterns or candles or sources of light that we could take with us into the barn? Yes, yes, yes. 
she gets one other lantern. She's not giving you her main light source, though. Well, there's nothing for it. We might as well just go investigate. I'll get my axe out, my hatchet. I would get out the crossbow just in case. Get my gun ready. Nice. Yes, yeah. carrying the second lantern. I can only carry one. True. <laughs> Dell's got a I've lantern. Got a lantern and a crossbow. Does somebody else Lantern in one hand, loaded crossbow in the other hand. It's yeah. a light crossbow. Well, I mean, I can grab it. I'll grab it. I can okay. put it down if I need to. So you go out there to the barn. Again, the lightning flashes. The barn is huge and looming black against the sky. And the open barn door is just swinging wide. Sage comes to a full stop before crossing the threshold. He just growls into the dark. His hackles are up. And, Ro, you know that when he gets like this, he's a bit of a wild card. It's pretty unlikely you'll get him to come in with you. But you also know that he should stay put if you leave him right outside the barn door. It is extremely dark in there. Well, I'll go. I've got the lantern. I'll go forward. Peek in there. There's hay strewn everywhere. This is a dairy farm. The cows don't just roam the fields. They take shelter in Are there any animals in there? There are not. There should be in the barn. So that's unusual. Yeah, you saw them just roaming across the yard. Yeah, that's definitely out of order. <laughs> I know that they come home at night. Well, I'll go further in, kind of look around. I'm not going all the way in. I'm definitely yeah. going all the way in. Nice. <laughs> Ro and Del have both stepped up with the lanterns on either side, and they've slightly stepped in. You just go right between them, step up straight on in. Okay, illuminated in the lantern light, you see what looks like a pool of liquid on the ground that is dark. Maybe blood? Like a fairly large pool. Is there anything around the blood? You think that there is something back behind a wooden partition that you can't quite see. You'd have to walk over there. Hey, bring the the lights out. I'll just okay. follow him, and I'll be right behind him and hold the lantern. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll step in a, a bit more, you know, with some light. Right. I'll be somewhere in the back. Creep in and kind of look around that corner. You get up there, and there is actually a cow. You, you could say it's been butchered, but not butchered like you would. And not really butchered like an animal who is eating it, either. More like it's been ripped apart for fun. I don't like this. No. no. Looking at it, I have a moment of professional disdain of like, oh, that's just messy. Yeah. I don't right. like this well, at all. I'll hold the lantern up and look all around. Everyone make a perception roll. So roll your perception or lower. I did not make it. Oh, lower it. than, right? Lower yeah. than. Okay, I'm good. I made it. Perfect. I made it. Okay, everybody but Jolie made that one. There is something up in the loft area kind of a scraping sound. There's something moving up there. Can I see enough? Nope. I'm going to get my sling out and like shoot a rock You're good there. at throwing rocks. Throw yeah. another rock out. <laughs> you sling a rock up there. Yep. You definitely hear movement. Something moves. Doesn't really make like a, an animal sound. It's just like something like skitters, I guess you might say, up there. Oh. And tell how big it is. It honestly seems like it's probably fairly sizable. (laughs) But it's beyond the area where you can see without actually climbing up a ladder. How would something have gotten up there after killing this cow? Is it like a bear? A bear could have gotten up there. I don't think it's a bear. So something climbed the ladder. Go up there. 
There's supposed to, there should be like four people in here. Yeah. There should be the, the two brothers, uh-huh. Fetch and Mr. Bob. Should we like call out for Roger to see if he's up there? Or? If it was Roger, he would say, hey guys, oh. I'm up here. Mm-hmm. Unless he doesn't really have much of a voice box there. Oh. Hello? Are you up there? Fetch? Mm-hmm. No, no answer. No answer. Oh, is there poop around? I'm just going to pick up some cow poop and throw it up. Oh my god! You pick up a hunk of cow droppings and chuck it up there. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it might repel it. Um, Something definitely has started moving around up there again in the loft. And you start to hear a sound now, very weak, like a moan. Uh, As soon as I hear that, it's like, someone's hurt up there. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to need some light. Wouldn't they have hooks to hang the lantern on? Yeah, but you've got to climb the ladder to hang mm-hmm. it on the hook. I have a whip that I could tie that lantern to if we can hang it from something. And it's got like a loop on the end and stuff, and so you can use it as a makeshift rope. Oh, so yeah. is there something that we could there, sling it There on? are There are cross beams. Yeah, I climb up on one of the edges of a cow stall and just sling it over a beam and just tie it with my whip. And, and then whip Pull down, lift it, yeah. it up as high as it will. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. Start up the ladder. All right. Julie, you've got the lantern up there. You tied it off. I tied it off. I got back down on the floor. Burn, you are climbing up. You hear this moan. Now it sounds a little bit more like a whimper, like maybe a child. Mm-hmm. That child's being saved for dessert. Fetch! Is that you? There's no response. Uh, I look around. You look up over the edge. You're still not quite up there. There are bales of hay. There's darker places back behind them where you think the sound is coming from. I climb on up. All right, you're up there. At this point, I have my crossbow aimed up that way. Well, you can see him standing up there, but if he goes farther, you're going to lose him from sight. Ro, go up the ladder with your lantern. I can't take mine. It's already hanging on on a rope. It'll have to be you. Okay, I'll, I'll go up. You're going to start climbing the ladder? Yep. Okay. You can do it, right? Burn, let's go back to you. You definitely hear this whimpering coming from back behind the, the hay bales. I'm looking around, seeing if anything else is up there, and cautiously creeping back to where I'm hearing the noise. Make a perception check. I did not make it. You're creeping slowly back there, where you are expecting to see a child probably hurt and you come around the hay bales, and it's all in shadow back there. Her lantern light is not really illuminating. You think you see something there, a dark something moving in the shadow. Can I tell how big it is? It seems bigger than a child. I would ask for an initiative roll, which is a dexterity check. Your dexterity or lower. If you succeed, you go before whatever it might be, and if you don't, you go after. Uh, My dexterity is 13, and I rolled an 8. You should be able to react as soon as it does. Burn something from the shadows lunges at you. It is too dark to see except for the two little pinpricks of red light, which might be eyes, and you get the sense of teeth. Conk it with my hammer. Roll your 20-sider. You 
you automatically have a plus one and then plus any strength bonus. Okay. So you'd have a plus, plus four, four probably all. Roll to hit and add four. Okay. Rolled an eleven, so fifteen. A fifteen. You connect with something. I need you to roll some damage. Okay. 1d8. Plus your Dead. strength Dead bonus. Strength. Uh, roll a 7. So that's Ooh. 10. 10 points of damage. You connect very solidly with something and knock it sideways into the side of the barn. Yeah, you heard a crunch when you hit it. It makes a shriek that sounds humanish, but with a hint of the bestial to it. Uh, I make a similar shriek. It is knocked into some light. Oh. Ro, you poke your head up right about then with your light. So there's a little bit more light. And the thing that you just knocked into the side of the barn. Burn, I yes. need you to make a will save. Which is to say, just roll your will under your will. Okay. I did not roll under my will. You did not. No. Okay. What would be the most terrifying thing that you could see there? The most terrifying thing for Burn. Um, he does not like spiders. Oh, yeah. Monster spider. It is an enormous, hairy, bloated spider. And by enormous, I mean easily big as a cow. <laughs> and its legs are kind of curled up right now, but you figure that if it spread it out, it'd be like across most of the barn, probably. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. And you can see that those red pinpoints are, in fact, its two largest eyes. That All of the eyes are glinting red in the light of the lantern. Does it look dead? Is it twitching? Oh, no. It is twitching, but in a horrible, very much alive kind of way. I'm thoroughly creeped out, and I'm starting to back up. Have I seen ah! it? Can I see it, or can only he see it? Yeah, it's like a, a big, huge, weird spider. It's not a badger. It's horrible. <laughs> Curiosity <laughs> killed the cat. You're going. You're <laughs> going to go out there at least to see what it is. Okay. I need to be able to relate the story later. All right. <laughs> you're going up the ladder. Ro, were you rushing over there to mm. where it is, or were you staying your ground? Maybe just staying to see what happens for this. Okay. And Vern, you were backing off. Right. Well, it gets to its feet, its <laughs> pointy, weird leg things, and it crouches down and lunges at you again. I will have nightmares. What kind of armor class do you have, Vern? Uh, 15. All right. It lunges at you, and you feel it connect with your shield. You duck. You are able to deflect it, and it continues right on past you. You ducked, and it kind of more or less went over you. Oh, dear God. Okay, so, well, then it'd be a new round of initiative. Okay. So everyone roll your dexterity again. Yes. I made it. I did make it. All right, well, it's between you, Burn, and you, mm -hmm. Row. You can decide in which order you go, but I will say, Del, you poke your head out uh -huh. and see... The giant spider? Yeah. And, Burn, do you want to do something... I'll try to hit it again with a hammer. Unfortunately, <laughs> you are dealing with disadvantage right now, which okay. means you're going to roll two 20-sided dice and take the worst. Take okay. the lower. 
There's a 12 and a 4. Okay. You are really quite disturbed. You swing out with your hammer, but you'd miss. You it's running towards me, right? It is. It After he knocked, he knocked it aside. I'm just going to like throw the lantern at it. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. I need you, Ro, to roll to hit it. This is going to be your ranged weapon bonus. Plus 3. You need a 13. 16. The lantern sails across the loft and smashes into this spider fig. It definitely seems to burn. The oil, though, when it shatters, spews all over the place. And the hay up here ignites. Those of you who are up here, that doesn't include you, Doug, because you're still on the ladder. Burn you and in fact you (laughs) this is gonna be a luck save so you have a luck score which I believe is 11 you can add bonus (laughs) for dexterity to that okay you can add that to the 11 I'm sorry With my single weapon style, I get a plus two lux dex saves. So Another plus two. Okay, so your dex gives you... Plus one. And so another plus two on top of that. Mm-hmm. My lux 11, so that means I need to roll... A 14, 14, or 14 or lower. Would mine be 13 or lower? Yep, yours is a 13 or lower. I rolled a seven. Okay. I rolled a four. You two both got lucky. You reduce your luck by one point. You both have a oh. ten. Now. Oh no! But you didn't burst into flame. <laughs> the hay is on fire all around you, and so you think is the thing, which is frantically attempting to go over the side. Uh, I mean, more or less yeah. ignoring you. Oh great! Oh. Going over the side. I want to get my lantern and whip oh, down. Yeah. yeah, the light source problem is probably taking care of it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> light in here now. So you're climbing up and untying your... Yes, and I'm even putting that lantern out so that it doesn't explode. Okay, well, the big many-leggedy thing which is on fire, which just has come over the side, <laughs> is ignoring you as well. Okay. And runs out the big barn doors. Oh, crap. While it's on fire? That's a fight. That's fantastic. Although, I will say, the fire is already smoldering on it like it might be going out. It's kind of smoking. Is the fire low enough I can run over and see where the moaning was to see if the kid is there? The fire is all around. If I can get over there and just see if there's anyone I can grab. I'm going to say... You can get over there safely with a dex check again to find the right places to step. Yes, five. That'd be under 15. Okay. You go over there. I'm also looking around to see if there's sure. actually people up here. Anywhere. Okay. In that case, also make a dex check to avoid fiery bits. I rolled a 16, so I did not make As it. As Okay. You both are able to get back around behind the hay bales, and you both realize the fact that there's no child up here. You don't see any body at all up here. Was the spider making that sound? I'm going to be heading out as fast as I can. You can head out. Okay. However, you burn are behind a bit of a wall of fire, kind of. Just a wooden barn wall. Bash the wall out with your whacker thing. Your hammer. Yeah, I'm looking around for a way to get out of where I am. Mm-hmm. Break the floor boards. Yeah. yeah, I could bust through. If there's more hay down below, do you have to run through flames to do that, or can I bust no. through the floor? No, you could probably break through. Okay. I'll have you make a strength check, Burn. Yeah, this is like an exploit, I think. I rolled a 20. Oh, wow, that's incredibly bad. Yeah. 
The floor is already structurally weakened, and when you slam it with the hammer, it actually breaks and you more or less fall through the floor pretty hard. You actually take five points of damage. Oh my god! No! You just went through the floor. You land pretty badly. We should probably go try to drag him out of the burning barn. Yeah. The top of the barn is burning, but the lower half is still not. Burn, you can stand up. I mean, okay. you're, oh, you're yeah. probably limping. But, uh, <laughs> you guys see how I fell there? Uh, quite <laughs> acrobatic. If you look out the barn doors, Sage is still guarding, backed up against the wall with his tail tucked. As soon as the thing passes him by and scuttles off across the field, he comes to immediate attention and starts barking after it. It just looks mostly like black smoke. You can't really tell exactly what it is. It doesn't seem hugely spider-like anymore. You could take a shot at it, probably, but it's pretty far. It'd be a hard shot. Is it heading toward the house, though, or toward people? Um, you can see that there are several people in the light of the house. You can actually see there are several people in there. But as a matter of fact, <laughs> it's actually heading toward the bridge that you guys came over. I want to go after it and yeah. kill it, because it needs to not be... Well, I'm with her. I'm just going to chase after the try to get the spider. Can somebody check on the house, though? I'll do it. Because if I'm noticing that there are people in the house that didn't appear to be in the house before, I want to know where the kid and the woodcutter and all those yeah. people were. And maybe tell so. them the barn's on fire. Actually, that would be my premise, <laughs> yeah. is to, to shout into yeah. the house that the barn's on fire. Well, you're heading over there about the time, once again, that several people are coming out of the house. Mm -hmm. And they're coming out of the house saying, the barn's on fire! <laughs> <laughs> Do I recognize any of these people? are pretty sure that the one who is standing right next to Lizzie Boggs is actually Hugh, her husband. There are other kids, three girls. No Fetch and no Roger? No. As long as Roger is not there, then I'm just going to go after them. Alright. So you're a ways behind, but were the three of you all heading after it? Yes. You see the smoky whatever it is actually crossing the bridge. It's getting harder to see. And by the time it gets to the far side of the bridge, it has all but disappeared. Like vanished in thin air? Like, it doesn't look like a spider. Is there ash left? Make a, make a perception. perception, that's the one. I need it. You cross the bridge and there is a bit of a trail of ash. It's become invisible. Like it burnt up? Did it have burnt up into nothing? Do we see the ash actively continuing? Well, like a trail. It's really kind of hard to follow. Just but flakes of ash. But Sage the dog? Maybe I can kind of show him the trail. Well, as a matter of fact, Sage is able to follow whatever it is. He doesn't seem as freaked out anymore. Mm -hmm. And he actually follows it over to the inn, to the hare and hound. <sighs> Around the back where there is an entrance to the cellar underneath. Oh. It goes to that cellar door, and the door is ajar. Oh, no. Oh, no. On that rather disturbing note, we shall end this episode of The Cast Perilous. We hope you'll remember to like, subscribe, and spread the word about our slightly creepy actual play fairy tale. We also hope that you enjoy our new additions as much as we do. When they wandered into our woods, well, we just had to keep them. 
Being from the outside, they actually have some contact info of their own. But I'll let them tell you about that. Hello, this is Tom. I play Burn. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at twick516. That's T-W-I-C-K-516. I'm K.W. Taylor. I play Jolie. You can find me on Twitter at K.W. Taylor Writer. And I am the co-host of the podcast Pause Pop, which you can also find in your favorite podcast app. As for Tracy, Josh, Kate, and myself, you can find us at the Cast Perilous on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or our email, thecastperilous at gmail.com. Our theme music is A Walk in the Woods, composed by Edward Brown. That's nedwin04 on pond5.com. Our sound effects are all either homemade or found under the Creative Commons license on freesound.org. Dell's background mandolin strumming at the Hare and Hound was my own doing. In our next episode, Burn, Jolie, Roe, and Dell continue their monster hunt as we indulge in a wee bit of old-school dungeon crawl. We very much hope you can join them. Until then, we'll see you in the woods. <laughs> <laughs>